Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In Parshas B'Shalach, we read about a dramatic moment in Jewish history. The Bnei Yisrael are set free by the Egyptians and begin to travel out of the land. Soon, however, the Egyptians regret their decision and chase after the Bnei Yisrael. The Egyptians catch up to the Bnei Yisrael on the shore of Yamsuf. Here, the Bnei Yisrael find themselves trapped. In front of them is the sea. Behind them, Kol Sus Rechev Paroi Ufarashov Vecheloi all of Paro's horses and horsemen and army. What did Bnei Yisrael do in this tense moment? It seems that they did two contradictory things. They prayed and they complained. In Perak Yud Dalet, Pasuk Yud, we read, Vayitzaku Bnei Yisrael el Hashem, and Bnei Yisrael cried out to Hashem. And as we'll see soon from Rashi, this means that they prayed to Hashem. In the next Pasuk, however, we read that they complained. In Pasuk Yudalev it says, el Moshe, They said to Moshe, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt? Is this why you have taken us out into the wilderness to die? What is this you have done to us? To take us out of Egypt. Isn't this the thing that we spoke to you about in Egypt, saying, Hadal Mimenu, leave us alone, Benavda Es Mitzrayim, and let us continue to serve Egypt. Kitoiv Lano Avedis Mitzrayim, Mimusena Bamidbar. Because it would is better for us to serve Egypt, to serve the Egyptians as slaves, rather than dying in the desert. Although there is a medrash that says there that says that the people who prayed were not the same people who complained, Maral, in his commentary Gurarye, understands that Rashi had a different answer to this problem. Let us take a look at the Rashi on Perak Yud Dalit, Pasik Yud, where it says, Vayitzaku, and they cried out to Hashem. Rashi says, Tafsu Umnus Avaisam. They literally uh, caught, they held on to, they grabbed the craftsmanship, the profession of their forefathers, meaning they prayed because their forefathers had prayed. They prayed in the same way that their illustrious forefathers had prayed. And Rashi says, regarding Avraham, it says, El Asher that he returned to the place where he had stood previously in prayer. The Yitzchak, about Yitzchak, it says, Lasuach Basade, he went out to pray in the field. The Yaakov, and about Yaakov, it says, Vayifka Bamokim, he prayed in that place. So, regarding each one of the three forefathers, it is stated in the Torah that each one of them prayed. So, here, the Bnei Yisrael, Tafsu Umnus Avaisam, they grabbed on to the custom of their forefathers, and they also prayed. Maral explains that Rashi, with this comment, is 
answering the contradiction that we raised before. On the one hand, they prayed. On the other hand, they complained bitterly and they seemed to, to, to express the thought that they would really rather have stayed in Egypt. Now, how can this be the same people? On the one hand, they're praying and expressing their trust in Hashem. And on the other hand, they're saying, this is, this is bad, we never should have left, it's not worth it. And they seem to have no hope at all that this project of leaving Egypt is going to work. The morale explains that, in fact, these are all the same people, and that, in fact, their level of bitachin, their level of trust in Hashem, their level of, of uh, devotion to Hashem was, in fact, lacking. And that's why they complained. Nonetheless, when they were uh, when they were confronted with this very difficult situation, in front of them the sea, behind them the army of Paro, what did they do? They did out of habit what they had learned from their forefathers. They knew that their forefathers had always, had always prayed in times of difficulty. Therefore, it was like a habit. It was a custom. They also prayed. So the morale is saying that this tefillah, was not uttered with the greatest of devotion and with the utmost faith and trust in Hashem, but it was something that they did out of habit. We find a similar thought in a Rashi comment on Shira Shirim. Shira Shirim, of course, is in the form of a love song between a dod and the raya, between the male lover and the female lover. According to our Chachamim, it is all a mushal, it is a parable, parable for the love between Hashem and the Jewish nation. Hashem is represented by the Dod, by the male lover, and we, the Am Yisrael, are represented by the Raya, the female lover. Perak Aleph, Pasek Tes of Shira Shirim says as follows. At the gathering of the horses of Pharaoh's cavalry, I silenced you, my beloved. So what is this referring to? Rashi says, At the gathering of the many horses, that I gathered my camps to go out facing you amongst the chariots of Parai, the Hoshiech, in order to save you. Meaning, at that event that we have been discussing here, at that moment in history, when Parai's cavalry was poised to attack to attack Klal Yisrael, and Akadosh Baruch Hu came to our rescue. So Rashi says. Sham demisich rayasi, there demisich. What does this verb mean? Shesaktich mitzakotech. I silenced you from your crying. Shenemar, as it says, viatem tachrishon. And you will be quiet. That's a Pusik back in Parshas Beshalach, right near where we were reading the conclusion of that little section. After B'nai Yisrael first pray and then complain, so then it says, Hashem yilachem lachem, Hashem will fight for you, vatem tachrishun, and you 
will be silent. So Rashi is understanding this Pasuk in Shira Shirim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying that when you were in, when you were in that very uh, dangerous situation with Paro's cavalry about to attack you, I, Hashem, told you to silence your crying. So this seems to fit in with the way Maharal understood the Rashi in Parshas B'Shalach, that this tefillah was not the most beautiful tefillah full of the most sincere devotion. In fact, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to be quiet. However, this is really very, very difficult to say that this tefillah was not ritsuya, that it was not wanted, that it was not accepted willingly and lovingly by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are several uh, reasons that we, which would lead us not to say that. First of all, here in Shira Shirim, it is included amongst the praises that the Dod says to the Raya. The whole Sefer is mostly composed of an exchange of compliments, and an exchange of terms of endearment. First, the, the Dod will express some compliments for the Raya, and then the Raya will, will answer, and she will express compliments and t- terms of endearment for the Dod, and it goes back and forth. The Pusik that we are dealing with here, the Susa Si, Berichve Farai, is right in the middle of a series of compliments that the Dod is saying to the Raya. It begins with this Pusik, the Susa Si, Farai, and then it goes on to Novo Lechayayach Batoyrim, that your, your cheekbones are beautiful are beautified by rows of ornaments, savarech becharuzim, your neck is ornamented by rows of, of necklaces, teire zohav naselach, we will make for you rows of golden necklaces, im sakosef, with silver studs. So it is right in the middle of a whole section of compliments that the dode is saying to the raya. So it is not likely that this Pasuk, the Susa Si, Berich Vefare, Demisich Rayosi, would be expressing a criticism of the Raya, a criticism of Kla Yisrael, that when we were stuck, so to speak, at Yamsuf, that we prayed, but we didn't pray with proper devotion. That would seem to be out of context. Furthermore, we find another Pasuk in Shirashirim, Perik Beis, Pasuk Yudalit. where again, the Dod is praising and expressing endearment for the Raya. Yonasi v'chagvei hasela, my dove who sits in the clefts of the rock. V'seser hamadrego, in the hidden places amongst the steps. Harini esmarayach, show me your appearance. Hashmi'ini eskoilech, and Make heard to me your voice, ki arev, because your voice is sweet, etc. Rashi says about this pasuk, zenemar al oisa shaw. This pasuk is saying, is being said, it is referring to that time, shoradaf paro achrehem, that time that paro chased after them, 
and he caught up to them when they were encamped by the sea, and there was no place to escape in front of them because of the sea, and Rashi here says uh, a new fact about the situation. There was no way to turn to the side because there were various wild animals. So Amar Baruch at that time, Hashem said to Klal Yisrael, Harini es marayach, show me your appearance, es kishrein fu'ulaseich. Show me the, the properness of your actions, lumi at pono be'esoro. To whom do you turn at a time of distress? And hashmini, hashmi'ini es koileich, and make it heard to me your voice, says Rashi, he quotes our Pasuk in Shemois, by Yitzhaku B'nai Yisrael el Hashem, that B'nai Yisrael cried out to Hashem. So we see here, according to this Pasuk, with this Rashi, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu requested from them that they should daven, that they should pray this prayer that we are studying here in Parshas B'Shalach. Hashem asked them to do so when he said, Hashmi'ini es koileich ki koileich arev, because your voice is sweet. So it would not seem from that Pusik that this is a, was an improper tefillah. It is here being remembered by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, with the greatest endearment. And so we have a difficult contradiction. We do have the Pusik in Shemais with the Gur'arye and the Rashi that seems to indicate that there was something lacking in this tefillah. But on the other hand, we have the Psukim in Shirashirim which seemed to indicate that there was something very praiseworthy about this tefillah. It would appear to me that the key to solving this contradiction can be found in the words of Rav Yitzchak Hutner, the author of the great work of Jewish thought, Pachad Yitzchak. Let us learn together a paragraph from the Pachad Yitzchak on Purim, Inyan Yud Tes. Rafutner begins, Shiliamita shall dover, according to the truth of this matter, Tfisas Umnisa Ovais, this Tfila that Klal Yisrael prayed, which is referred to by Rashi as holding on to the to the custom or the the craft of their forefathers, who Pedush Mahusa shall Tfila Zoi. That is the explanation of the essence of this Tfila. In other words, I, I would explain that it is not merely a measure of their devotion or lack thereof, but rather this phrase, Tafsu Umnus Avaisam, they grabbed on to the craft of their forefathers, describes the nature of this prayer and the secret to its success. Rafutner continues, This prayer is unique in the following respect. In the end, Silence was decreed regarding this prayer. In other words, as we uh, saw in the Pasik, it says, Vatem Tachrishun, after the Kla Yisrael uh, uttered this prayer, Hashem told them to be quiet. Hashem Yilachem Lachem, Vatem Tachrishun. Hashem said, Hashem will fight for you, and you just be quiet. Luchoira, on the face of it, Nira, it would appear, to Hoover Hadover Lemafreya, that it had been there clarified. Retroactively, that this tefillah did not accomplish 
anything. That would seem to be what is going on in these psukim. It says, Vayitzaku el Hashem, they cried out to Hashem, and Hashem said, be quiet. So it would seem like this tefillah was, was in some way not appropriate and not effective. And that the whole salvation does, does not relate to this tefillah at all. It has nothing to do with this tefillah. However, in order to exclude, in order to reject this understanding, for this come the words of Chazal, which are quoted by Rashi, that this tefillah, its essence was a holding on, was a, was a clinging to the, to the craft of their forefathers. Kloimar, this means to say, This tefillah did not work here in the way that other tefillahs work. They did not work through its beseeching and through its requests. Ella, Shohoya Bo Bitfila Zo, but rather in this Tvila there was Gilui Sefer Yuchsen Shal Yisrael. There was a revelation of the Yichus book, of the book which states the relationship of the Klal Yisrael, of every Jew, to the three Ovais, to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. By by saying this prayer, by davening this tefillah, the Bnei Yisrael showed who their forefathers were. They showed who they were. When it was said to the, to the Kla Yisrael at the time of the dangerous situation at Yamsuf, and you will be silent, the intent was not that your crying out was for naught. No. Rather, the point was that because of your crying out, it appeared a proof of your yichus. It appeared a proof of from whom you are descended. And then, automatically, you actually do not need any more prayer. So when Hashem said, be quiet, as it says in the Chumash, Atem Tachrishun, and as it is rephrased in Shira Shirim, Dimisich, I silenced you. It doesn't mean be quiet, you're wasting my time. It means be quiet, you've said enough. In what way have you said enough? You've shown me that you are the children of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. And just as they prayed, you prayed. And that's enough that I should save you from this dangerous situation. This is the profundity of this statement of our sages, that this calling out, that this prayer, was a holding on to the craft of the forefathers. This means to say, this tefillah did not work in the normal way of prayer. But by contrast, it worked. Through a clarification of the craft that you held on to. Meaning, because you showed that you are the children of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, that in itself was enough that Hashem should save you. 
This is a an example of a special sort of tefila. That its whole uh, effectiveness was only because it worked, it affected, that there was no longer any need to daven. According to this foundation presented to us by Rav Hutner I believe that we can answer all of our questions. On the one hand, it is true that HaKadosh Baruch Hu requested that we daven this tefillah. As Rashi explains on the Pasuk in Shirashirim, Hashmi'ini es koileich, let me hear your voice, which Rashi says refers to Hashem asking us to please pray this prayer. On the other hand, it is true, as the Gurari explains, and as it would seem from the Rashi in Parshas Bishalach, that this prayer was not uh, uttered with the greatest devotion and the greatest faith and trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it would certainly seem to be in Parshas Bishalach, that the same people who prayed this prayer also complained bitterly and suggested that they would really rather just go back to Mitzrayim and be slaves again. In addition, this we can understand what Rashi says in Shira Shirim, that Harini Esmarayach, that Hashem said, show me your appearance, means show me lumi at pono be'esoro. To whom do you turn at, this, at such a time of distress? What HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted from us is not so much that we should pray a prayer with great devotion and with great trust. Uh, it would seem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu understood that the Bnei Yisrael were not on that level at that moment, but rather he simply wanted to see to whom we would turn at that moment. And if we would turn to him, he would accept it. And we can also say that since this tefillah worked, since it was effective in this very special way, that by davening, similar to the way that our forefathers had, had davened, so, therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that in itself made us worthy of being saved, that in, that in itself was enough that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be willing to rescue us from danger, and therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, V'atem tachrishun, you can now be quiet. Meaning, you've now done enough, now it's my turn. Now I have to split the Yamsuf, and I have to rescue you from this situation. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash minagainbemore.